0: Hey, and thanks for joining us. Just before we get started, there's a quick disclaimer that the opinions you're about to hear are solely those of the guests and the hosts of this show, and may or may not reflect the opinions of Consolidated Electrical Distributors and its affiliates.
1: Welcome to the Get Wired Podcast, presented by CED Vero Beach. Join us as we make new connections, share our outlooks on business as well as life, and provide a new look at the wholesale electrical supply industry from the inside out. This is the Get Wired Podcast. Here's your host, Mike Burkhardt. Hey guys, and thanks for joining us for the first
0: episode of The New Decade. This is 2020, January 2020. Welcome to a new year, new decade, new you. That sounds so lame even when I say it out loud. Anyways, uh, on today's episode, we have Leo Quinn joining us from upstate New York. Uh, If you might remember him from episode number 45, Adventures in Rejection, where he was going on a path to get a thousand no's in the summer. So we brought him back on to follow up on that and kind of see where he's at moving forward. And, uh, you know, Leo is always an amazing resource for any sort of marketing and uh, creative ideas to, to really get to customers and get their attention. So I you know, hope we get your attention on this one. Thanks. Welcome, Leo. just wanted to welcome you back on the show and appreciate you taking the opportunity to come back on. And uh, really just wanted to reach out and see if we could get like a recap of how everything went last year with the, uh, the year of a thousand no's.
1: Well, the the summer of a thousand the summer of a thousand nose. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I apologize. That's <laughs> alright. And yeah. uh, kind of see what stats you had on that, because I know you were tracking it pretty closely. Yeah. And, and kind of see what uh, what's in store for the future, and any ideas you had for.
1: Okay. Marketing. Sure. Sure. I'm, I'm just pulling up the page here myself, so I can sort of refresh my memory. <clears throat> it ended on August thirty first. So, um, my official summer of a thousand those, So. Here.
0: And from what I saw on Facebook before I I jumped off of Facebook was that you
1: did hit it um, early, right? No, no. The day of uh, <laughs> I had a, uh, the author of the book, uh, the author of the book, Go For No, wanted to interview me that day, August 31st. And I had some errands to run in the daytime and I still had like four or five no's to get. So I got my no within minutes of having to go on with her. That's uh, awesome. What a story. <laughs> That's amazing. I think it was, I think it was a, um, let's see here, it was like a real estate agent somewhere in uh, Kansas or something. I'm just pulling it up here to see if I can remind myself here. Um, yeah, a real estate agent from Missouri said to me, oh, I'm currently not interested, but thank you. And that was my 1,000th no. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Did you have like a big horn or something? Or how did, I did, how did not. You- No, no, I didn't. If I wasn't so stressed about getting it done to be on that podcast, I, I might have done something, but no, I didn't.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you should have been like you should have sent her like something, like, you're my thousands.
1: No. Like, I, I you're right, I should. I actually I think I'll do that. That's a good idea.
0: Confetti and all that stuff falling from the sky. and then people would just be like, Does he do this with everybody? That That's right. Right,
1: exactly. He's really weird. He really likes
0: rejection. So, what's your plan for this year? Like, what did you do? you have any uh, creative, compelling strategies? Or? Well,
1: it's funny. On, um, August, on December 31st, I was in my kitchen making breakfast, and a thought popped in my head you should get 2020 no's in 2020. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Crap. I don't want to do that. <laughs> then I remembered the book. And in, in the book, she says, you know, the, the third step in this is exponential no's, and that's when you hire people or other people get the no's for you. Hmm. So, you know, I haven't been keeping track of no's this year. I think, you know, I don't have anybody. I have to hire people to get the no's for me. So that's one of my goals this year is to build up my company so I'm able to hire people and and then have them get the 2020 no's for me. Well, I would think something like that,
0: you might be able to use like a virtual assistant or...
1: um, Yeah, I can get a service to do it and probably get 2020 no's in five days. Yeah, Um, We'll see, but so that's that was popped into my mind the the beginning of the year. You want quality knows though.
0: That's yes, the, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, anybody can tell you no. But you wanna you wanna know from somebody that could possibly say yes if they
1: right or so right. convinced. Yes, yeah.
0: yeah, that's interesting. Two thousand twenty knows. It is funny that like uh, at the beginning of the year, it seems like there's this whole. Closing, like, I don't know about you, but this the last month of the last year was just so intense for us, like, with holidays and vacations and people mm-hmm, being out. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just literally like, let's just survive this. And then right. there's this period of time where you're like, okay, now what do I want to do this year? You know, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like what, are the, what are the things that are important to me in in this coming year and, and now this new decade? You know, like, how can we plan ahead to do that? Um, so there's always that moment of reflection, usually on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day when you have some downtime, to.
1: Yes, right. And, it, um, I wasn't thinking about it. I, I was decided I probably wasn't going to do any no projects, and then that one popped in. And I thought, well, it sounds like a really good idea, but I don't want to be responsible for getting them all myself. So that's why I remembered the third part in their their formula: exponential no's, having other people get them for you. It'd be a great intern
0: project as well. You know? You're right,
1: and I did get a, a I did a presentation not on uh, the rejection, but at a college last November, and. It, a young man, I call him a kid, came up to me and said, hey, do you need any interns? And I really hadn't thought about it. But yeah, I could probably find an intern or two to do that, yeah. I'm sure, a no intern. <laughs> <laughs> rejection intern.
0: Re- yeah, I love that, it's even better, a rejection intern. Writing that down, that's a writer
1: downer, as they say. Yeah. Rejection
0: intern. Oh, there's so many sales programs in universities nowadays that you could get that somebody to do that, no problem. And
1: they wouldn't have to be
0: local to me. That's true, because you call all over the place.
1: Yes, right, exactly.
0: And so, um, for those who aren't familiar, if, if my understanding is that it's a social media marketing
1: company, right? I, I'm a marketing company. Social media is one of the uh, one of the services I provide. I run uh, referral departments for co- some companies. You know, most businesses they say they want to get more referrals, and then you say, "What's your plan?" They say, "Well, we don't have a plan. We hope for more referrals." Yeah. I uh, one of the things I do is I I. I systematize your referral program. So you get a lot more than you normally would.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Uh, and who's been your most successful client list? Like who, who, what type of customer?
1: Oh, I, the most, you know, I send thank you notes for a couple insurance agencies and that's the, the one that sees the most bang for their buck. Cause they're sending thank you notes. And I, this year I'm going to get them into doing events. So rather than just send a card and a thank you note and a lottery ticket, let's have an event. Come on in. It's a customer appreciation event. Hmm. So any business that can, uh, that should be recognizing their their customers and clients and really do appreciate them. They just don't show it. Yeah. Uh, so, we're, you know, event marketing I think is going to be big for me this year. I like it. And are
0: you actually going to have to plan the whole event out? Like that'd be tough. If
1: you're uh, Yeah. Uh, in most cases, if, if they have office staff and they can do it themselves, the re- reach out should really come from them. Mm, yeah. Well, hey, call up and invite them. So you're talking to them. They're thinking about you. You're not trying to sell them something. You're inviting them to something. Right. So now I could do that. My staff could do that, but I think it's better coming from somebody they already know. But in terms of putting it all together, all the logistics, yes, uh, we, we would do that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We, um, we do a, a Friday barbecue here every week. It's like it brings everybody in, but um, now people are used to it. Like, they just show up, they don't bring lunch on Fridays, and we like we literally have to feed people every single Friday. And uh, I realized early on it was actually easier to feed people every single Friday than to pick and choose which Fridays you would do it. Cause sure, to, for
1: scheduling, sure.
0: Yeah. yeah, everybody knows it's happening. You, you're committed to it. You have all the supplies, the plates, and all that stuff. And then um, the customers are used to it, and they show up specifically for that. And so –
1: and you do it every week and your customers come as well huh not just the employees
0: yeah so um it actually started because i worked at a restaurant that did something called family meal it was a mm-hmm. houston or hillstone restaurant okay. um and uh they had a policy of we'll feed you before if you come on early but when, once the shift starts you can't eat at all okay um and it was always really good food it was always like um like restaurant quality food even the breakfast was like restaurant quality eggs and stuff like that so oh. Um, I noticed people would show up early and hang out and co- have a good conversation and then be ready to work and, and they wouldn't eat anything out of the window. You wouldn't see people at this restaurant eating your French fries before they come out to your okay. table. <laughs> um, and I've always liked that idea. It builds this kind of like camaraderie and stuff like that. So
1: do you get a lot of your customers that show up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Friday afternoon lunchtime is just a madhouse, especially if we have like, so bottom, like bases. we're going to do like pizza or public subs or something like that, like something easy. But then we have vendors that sponsor the event. Um, We have a vendor of the month, one for every month. Um, And then a couple that just sponsor one lunch. Um, So they'll either just give us the money for it and show up, or sometimes they don't even show up. They just give us the money for it. Um, And sometimes they do what they did last week and just show up with, like, a ton of really awesome, like, uh, catered Cuban food. And, you know, they grill out back, and they make this whole, like – it becomes this whole big thing. And so then I'm texting people in the morning, like, Hey, make sure you come to this one, you know, right, right, like this one's special
1: kind of thing. So you have a, do you have a deal with a, with a, like a bakery so you could get dessert out of this deal?
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, we have ice cream sandwiches uh, uh, for free every day. So yeah, this place is like the utopia of electrical contractors. (laughs) Like I literally sit in a dark room and think about like, what do these people want? What kind of people are they coming in? What are they receptive to? What are they in need of other than electrical supplies? So uh, I'm not quite at the beer and cigarette
1: stage, but uh, we're pretty close outside of that. And you, I remember just now you you paid for somebody who was injured or had an operation and you paid for their house cleaning for a time period. Is that right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah we did that for our, a customer
1: that we've, we've since grown very close to, as you can imagine. So absolutely. There's a, I read a book and they called it, um, you want to know about your clients, your customers, they use the acronym FORD, So it was family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. Mm. You knew those sort of things that would give you a lot of reasons, touch points. You know, your team is in the Super Bowl. Hey, c- congratulations, are you going to go to the game? You know, that's like, give you a reason to reach out to people. I, I'm f- I'm familiar with that concept as well. And is this the
0: same one, I, I can't remember the guy's name who came up with it, but where they talk about the house um, he uses okay. the, he uses the metaphor of a house. Okay. And so when you walk first walk into a house, like you you see you talk about their family and and then you you move on to the work or the occupation and then the uh, what does the R stand
1: for? Uh, recreation.
0: Recreation and then uh, dreams. And then dreams. Yeah. So. Um, he, he made this, uh, like you come in, you're in their living room. So you talk about their family and then you go maybe check out their office and then you go see like their playground outside or their garage where they keep all their toys and then, yeah, yeah. um, their plans for the next house. So it was like a way to visualize this concept of, um, you know, cause I don't like going into a meeting and just sitting down and going, jumping right into work stuff. Like right, here are right. the numbers. Here's how much our six inch cans are here. Are how much our Romex is like, that's nobody wants that. And I certainly don't want to be a part of a meeting that's like that either.
1: So <laughs> yeah, I agree. There's, I guess it was Harvey McKay. He was, uh, he wrote swim of the sharks without being eaten alive and mm. those type of books, how to you know, sw- swim in the sh- sharks without losing your shirt. He ran, re- he runs a, an envelope company in Minnesota. And back when he was writing his main book, he wanted his salespeople to know what was called the McKay 66. And so he wanted his salespeople to know these 66 things. Collect these 66 bits of information about their customers. And this was in the days before social media and email. So I imagine it's the McKay 99 now. Yeah, we got, we got LinkedIn and all those other things. But it was the same principle. The more you know about your customers, clients, patients, and friends, the more uh, the better your business is probably going to do if you use that information intelligently. And people will. They're,
0: they might not actually tell you, but they're sending signals all the time or they're dropping little hints in conversations.
1: Or, Well, that's what he said you wanted to be aware of because he, he just didn't want you to sit down and ask 66 questions. He wanted you to pay attention. Oh, I, I'm up late because I watched Auburn play football last night. Okay, let's write down Auburn. Yeah. You know, Auburn, no, my kid goes to Auburn. Okay, his kid goes to Auburn, you know, that type thing.
0: Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, – do you watch The
1: Office at all? I'm aware of it. I, I didn't watch it religiously, but I've seen a lot of episodes, yeah.
0: Oh, Michael Scott's the uh, the Steve Steve Carell character in that, and he's got a Rolodex, but he color codes everything. Um, And green means why don't you go ahead and shut up about it. (laughs) So there's an episode where somebody steals his Rolodex and starts saying all the green things, thinking green means go, and it's all just like this total disaster of like Uh. you know bringing up family issues and problems and and. uh, you know, like, like, how's your estranged son? You know, you haven't seen in 20 years. or whatever.
1: If, uh, if you're a big fan of that show, you might enjoy. There's a podcast by put on by the gals who pay, played Angela and Pam. And it's, I think it's called the Office Girls podcast or something like that. And they're going through each episode, talking about each episode.
0: Oh, no kidding. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I love that show. We watch it all the time. That and Seinfeld. We can just get to the end of it and just start right over
1: again. Yeah, me too. Me too.
0: Yeah. Um, no, we do. Um, we did something at the end of the year, last year that was pretty interesting called uh, the Christmas Cash Program, mm-hmm. and I've done it before. But basically, for every ten thousand dollars in sales, um, we were we were giving back two hundred fifty dollar gift cards uh, to the owners of these companies.
1: I see. Okay.
0: Uh, it ended up being really expensive, so uh, we probably won't <laughs> do that again next year. Um, okay. In fact, if my boss is li- listening, we're definitely not going to do the exact same program next year. <laughs> Uh, we ran it for two months, and it ended up being very expensive. But um, the customers really appreciated. It. it gave me an awesome reason to walk in there. Like they were really receptive to hearing me uh, go over the numbers with them and like explain how valuable the business is. A lot of them take those gift cards and like reinvest it into their own employees for bonuses. It was right around Christmas, obviously, so um, mm-hmm. for their Christmas bonuses,, uh, one guy even said that um, he sponsors two families for Christmas, like like mm-hmm. that can't afford presents and food and stuff. Sure. and that uh, was going to cover his portion of it, which he was actually concerned about this year for the first time in a while. And that, I was like, oh, man, that really, like, that mattered to this guy, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give you another idea for somebody to do around the holiday time or anytime, time um, is go into places like Walmart and pay off people's layaways.
0: That's been a big thing in the news recently, right? Yeah, I didn't see any of it this year, but I've seen it in previous years. Yeah, yeah. And... Usually, like somebody goes in and pay, pays like twenty thousand. Like it's usually pretty big numbers.
1: Right? Oh, and as an individual, just go in and say, you know, I'd like to pay off the smallest one or whatever, or you know, have them look at the list from top to bottom, and you just pay off a one or two, depending on, or just put money toward something. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's a, that is a nice idea. And get
0: some. You probably get some publicity
1: out of it as well. if You wanted to go that route. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't think I did it for the publicity, but it, I when I first saw the last one, um, the last time somebody did it, I think it was just this last year, They um, it was a lot of money. I think it was like maybe 200000 or something like that. Oh boy, okay. They paid off like a whole store or whatever mm-hmm. it was. I just remember thinking like, this is setting a really bad example for, like these these guys are just going to do the same thing next year and hope that somebody else
1: pays it right. off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, you know what I've seen more than that is people paying off student lunch debt that's what some celebrities have been doing going in, and i didn't even know this was a thing it wasn't a thing when i was in school apparently you could build up a debt buying your school lunch every day but i've seen some professional athletes going in and paying off that type stuff that's amazing
0: yeah i remember when i was a kid that you had these cards that would all sit up when you walk through and grab your card and swipe, <laughs> okay. swipe your cards so i guess that could go in the negative and but wait but What's to
1: stop somebody from just taking your car? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Like, who's, who's, who's monitoring this? I guess they didn't trust us to walk around with our own cards, obviously. <laughs> um, but, I mean, there's a lot of ideas that, that are different. They get people's attention. And, um, you know, I, I think if you really just pay enough attention to what people are saying and, and the messages they're giving and like, when you're in their office, look around and see what kind of artifacts they have. Um, yep. that's, and then, and then make note of it. I mean, Gary V is very famous for, um, somebody bought like one bottle of wine or something like that from him. And he followed the guy on Twitter for like six months and found out that he was some sports fan and sent him a signed Jersey. And so that bottle of wine that he bought from Gary V cost Gary, like, you know, thousands of dollars by the time this is all said and done. But then that guy told his boss and his boss ended up starting hoarding cases of wine and like it all kind of came back to him. So
1: it really worked out. And there's a school of thought that that's great, but there's a school of thought that you've got all your other customers watching that. And Hey, what about me? Yeah. There's a book called out, I'm not sure if we talked about it before, called Talk Triggers. And it's about doing something that everybody gets. And they use the double tree uh, hotel chain as an example. Once you check into a double tree, you get a warm cookie. Uh, a warm cookie, yes. <laughs> that's that's a talk trigger. And then then there's the cheesecake factory that has the huge, huge menu hmm. as a talk trigger there. So um, yeah we talk about that Gary V thing, but he's got thousands of customers who didn't get that. And that might hurt.
0: Yeah. His whole thing is like, do things that are unscalable um, because it matters to the one and you get to tell that story forever, I guess. But yeah, I mean, that's, I think I remember that, like some, I guess some people will go back to the double two just because of the warm cookies, you know, and Mm -hmm. and we happen to stay at one every year for the UCF career fair. Um, So I'm actually going there next Tuesday. and, I'm gonna be upset if they don't give me my warm cookie when oh, I check right. in, you know, because um, that, that is something that like they become known for, and it, it, at some point, it's very hard to stop that. I think
1: exactly, and that's why you you might be have yourself in a bind there with your 250 dollars <laughs> thing. Cause well, be looking for you next year.
0: Yeah, that and the Friday lunches. Like we're stuck. Like oh. I realize that we're we're on year. This will be 2020. Will be year three of us doing every single Friday of lunch. And
1: wow. and but you've got some sponsorships, so that helps a little bit. Yeah. I
0: mean, even if I had to pay for it all myself, I think it's worth it. I mean, these guys, whether they're buying something right then and there, um, most of them are, most of them time their date so that they know they're going to be at our our store to re-up for the afternoon or maybe even for the weekend, um, in materials. But I mean, these are our customers. Like we see them five days a week. It's such a small community. So, um, even if they, I always tell people like, feel free to come in and grab a sandwich, grab whatever, come say hi to the vendor. Mm -hmm. even if you don't need a GFI or a lock net right now, you've bought, you've been in here six times already this week. Like I'm not, I'm not going to stop you at the door and be like, sorry,
1: customers. Are you you meeting these people every week or how, what if you haven't seen somebody in two or three weeks? Do you give them a call and a reminder or
0: how does it all
1: work? You know, there is no real
0: like CRM for that. Um, it's a lot of times something will come up and we'll be like, yeah, you know, I wonder what happened to that guy or, whatever happened to them. And, and, um, I mean, you know, if your top customers stop calling, obviously you see that pretty quickly, but, um, I think it's the smaller guys that kind of trickle off, especially in bigger okay. markets in our market, we kind of know who the players are and see them okay. often, but we don't have a lot of competition either. So, um, there's not many places they could go <laughs> home Depot, maybe, but, um, yeah, nice position to be in. yeah, I mean, Vero beach is definitely a very special place. Like, and I, that's one of the reasons I've, for so long so um i've been here for eight years <laughs> yeah um, how's your podcast going you still doing it every week or how often so the podcast i'm committed to 12 long format episodes this year and then 12 short format where i just discuss kind of just myself and an idea um like i like i used to do like that's how you found it was rejection therapy so um so this is the first one of the decade. Congratulations.
1: All right. And let's make an
0: appointment for 2030. Yeah. <laughs> I better have 120 under my belt. <laughs> so, um, I don't want to overwhelm myself. I want to be consistent and, and, and provide a lot of value through it. But, um, certainly doing it every week or two weeks becomes, uh, becomes cumbersome because I travel for work a lot too. So, um, I can do the short format anytime. any time. I just have to have an idea or sketch it out and then just get on right. and talk about it and, Right. That's 10 minutes or less. So, um,
1: well, your iPhone too, or, or your phone, and talk into that if you really wanted to, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The editing becomes a little more challenging on the back end, the, the sound quality and all that. But, oh. um, I'd love to know more about how, how you see social media in business and marketing and like how you, uh, how you got into it and like what's how you've seen it evolve since you started using it as part of your marketing strategy.
1: Yeah. You. Interesting. Social media. I'm 52. Um, and, you know, obviously, I remember my first email address. I think was Juno. I don't know if Juno yeah. you know, remember Juno.
0: Yeah,
1: and then AOL after that. And I remember talking specifically talking to Randy Romano. She was a gal who I met over in England in 1988. She worked for a company that had email, and we were talking about email. And I said, I don't think I can email you, because I I remember it was so new. Emailing amongst I thought email was just in between companies. They could only email. So that's how long ago I go back. I I'm not very active on my social media, my personal social media. is just the the nature of me, I guess. Yeah. You know, there's people who post every day and I post every day for my clients' business pages. But in terms of my page, I post on Facebook to make you laugh. That's probably my primary motivation, or to tell you something interesting. Yeah. I have I have a hundred year old journal of my grandfather from nineteen twenty. Um, and I have a Facebook page I call 100 years later. And if he did something interesting that day, I will post, I will take a picture of the journal page and post it. And if I'm able, I'll go out and do the exact same thing he did. That's cool. So if he went bowling one day in 1919, so last, last year, some uh, that same day I went and found a bowling alley in the same town. Wow, it wasn't, That's cool. it wasn't the same bowling alley, that was long gone. Yeah. But I, I bowled on the same day, a hundred years later. Um, what a neat so, idea. Yeah, it's, we have four of the journals, 1919 to 1922. So uh, I, if I'm able, I, I look at it every day to see what he did. And if I'm able, I'll go out and do the same thing. And so I post stuff like that. A lot of people are interested in that type of thing. And I'm just seeing if I can pull it up now. I can tell you what my grandfather did 100 years ago today. But in terms of social media, I'm a, more of a guy who, if I'm working for a client, I'm going to share things that are going on in the community. Now, if you're a restaurant, yes, I'm going to put the specials on there and all that sort of thing. But if you're an insurance agency, nobody goes onto Facebook to find, uh, buy insurance. So what I'll do is I'll find the local church that has a chicken dinner coming up, and I'll share that sort of thing on the Facebook page. Or if there's going to be a defensive driving class and you can save 10% on your insurance, Hmm. I'm going to post that on our Facebook page just so so it's community-based. And then, you know, the organizations, they see somebody is sharing their stuff, I don't know, maybe when we need insurance or somebody who's watching the Facebook page sees, needs insurance, they, they contact uh, the insurance companies. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's how I use social media for my clients. As I say, other than food-related businesses, most people aren't going to take action based on something they've seen posted on Facebook. Right. That's my opinion.
0: Well, you're just the whole presence of mind thing, like when they do think about it, then all of a sudden you're, you're, the, you're the guy that they're familiar with and, and the source
1: of, of that. And you, you don't get the eye roll effect because, you know, there are people who just post this hammer you every day with their marketing stuff. Yes. You, if you don't like or share any of it, you're never going to see it anyway. But, you know, I just like to become sort of a community bulletin board, if you will, of interesting things happening in the area. What do you think?
0: What do you think about the approach of being like a subject matter expert on something, like like posting on
1: LinkedIn or long format Facebook posts, things like that? It never never hurts. Again, I'm not very active on LinkedIn. I have a right now. I have a picture of myself with the word rejected across my face. It's funny. And it's interesting, and most people don't have that across their face. Yeah. Um, but I've posted articles on Facebook and gotten a, a little traction out of it. Nothing major, but absolutely. If you need product or service, you want to deal with an expert. Uh, You know, I don't know. It's very, very, very difficult to put an ROI on activity like that. So you don't know if you're actually going to make money with it or not until you actually do it. But it it doesn't hurt. Uh, I want to tell you real quick what my grandfather was doing Tuesday, the 20th of January, 1920. arose 830, cold and snowy, worked all day, went to see The Brat at the Congress tonight, which was a local movie theater. Uh, retired at 1130. So he put the de- time he uh, rose and retired every day, the wow. weather of the day. Most entries are a little longer than this, but uh, you know, he goes ice skating a lot this time of year. He's a member of the Knights of Columbus. He goes to Mass a lot. A very good Catholic boy. He was up uh, late that night. Yes, at 1130. You're right. You're uh, right. Uh, I'll tell you, speaking of LinkedIn, one of the things I did to get a bunch of no's, or I was hoping to, is I uh, Leo Quinn's not a real common name. Right. So I went on LinkedIn. I think there are 15 or 16 other Leo Quinns. And I, so I thought it'd be funny to have a bunch of <clears throat> LinkedIn connections with my same name. So I sent all of them a LinkedIn request to, you know, and I, I one of my pet peeves is the boilerplate LinkedIn thing. You know, I always include a personal message when I'm trying to collect, connect with someone on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So I, I explained that my name is Leo Quinn. I thought it'd be funny to have a bunch of Leo Quinns in my connections. And so I sent that off to 15 or 16 people, crickets until late December, early this year, where I finally got one Leo Quinn to agree to my <laughs> LinkedIn connection. So I count those as you know 14 no's, but I thought it was an interesting commentary on LinkedIn or Leo Quinns. I'm not sure which it was, but. Apparently they didn't share my sense of humor and having a bunch of Leo Quinn connections.
0: That's funny. I have ad- I added Michael Burkhardt on, on LinkedIn as well. And he, he got right back to me. He was a young guy. He's probably like at the time, he's probably like 23 or 24.
1: Yes. Yeah. One of, one of my Leo Quinns is a CEO of a, a company, a big company, Balfour Beatty over in the UK. Oh. And once or twice we've been, someone has confused me with him because he's has to make as a CEO, he makes unpopular decisions. So someone <laughs> Someone gave me the business on Twitter one time, and I had to write back. Sorry, wrong, Leo Quinn. Oh no, <laughs> that's <laughs>
0: yeah. that's funny. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think about this whole movement? I, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, with this whole movement of like uh, of, of getting away from social media, like coming back to like more traditional forms of marketing, or just kind of eliminating the distraction of constant notifications and scrolling from. Yeah.
1: I I'm a big fan of that. I've always been a direct mail guy sending thank you notes in the mail. I, I was was sending thank you letters in the carpet cleaning business in 1991 and I would attach a lottery ticket to it and my headline was thanks a million. Uh, obviously mailboxes look a lot different than they do uh, then than they do now. So absolutely. I'm all for old school because it stands out. You get a, you get a letter in the mail or an envelope in the mail. It looks like it's coming from grandma. You're going to open it. Yeah my i was at my parents house for dinner last night and they handed me a letter um, that said Leo Quinn Jr and their address and i don't know i've never lived at that address with my parents they've only lived there for 6 months and i wondered how they got my but it was handwritten hand uh, return address and i ripped it right open i'm who's could have been a check it was a, a letter trying to get me to go to a local church <laughs> i won't say which one but well, it caught my attention. You know, if it was a bill or a, a sales letter, I would have known what it looked like and tossed it away because i because it looked like someone took the time to handwrite it, and they did. Yeah uh, I opened it right away. so i'm I'm a big fan of uh, social media for what it's worth, but I think you a lot of times you get a lot more bang for your buck going offline.
0: yeah, I agree. I mean, my business and the the electrical supply industry in general is is much more of a uh, I don't know, it's certainly the age factor is in there, but it's it's more of like the fact that these guys are out in the field all the time. Yeah. Um,
1: they're, not, they're not sitting around playing with their their Facebook and, and Instagram, yeah. Or they
0: shouldn't be. I get some some funny messages throughout the day sometimes. I've actually, <laughs> one customer in particular, I, I, I won't check my Facebook Messenger if he sends it to me while well, I'm on the CED Wi-Fi just because I know it's not... <laughs> not always the most appropriate kind of humor, <laughs> you know, so is right? safe
1: safer work. NSFW, man.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, and I told him that too. He sends me stuff, and, and once I told him that he sent me like five in a row and I was like, I can't open any of these. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's an important touch point because they are on there and they're af- in their spare time and they're, they are looking for that as like a release when they're on break or something like that. So, we kind of fell off at CED and from our social media, like I was doing it pretty much every day, just doing like the quote of the day
1: thing. Um, it's like a business or I, that's yeah, I like that. I should do, I need to do more of that. Cause sometimes I have trouble finding local events, and, but I should go with the quote of the day. That's a good idea.
0: I did it for a long time, like a very, probably two, maybe even three years of like every day I'd come in and that was like one of the home screens I would open when I got to work. It'd be like email, okay. uh, Facebook for the quote of the day thing. And then but then I just I just one day something happened where oh see um they they decided they didn't like me having a a, a personal page called CED Viral Beach. Like uh, somebody reported me, somebody narked on me. So okay. they wanted me to have like a business page. And so mm-hmm. then they they made me change it to Mike Burkhart. Uh so now I have two Mike burkharts but one of them looks a lot like my C E D page. Okay. And I just kind of lost it. I was like, "Uh, ah, it's over. <laughs> like
1: I'm... Start from scratch with all you building up the fan base again, right?
0: Well, yeah. And I, it's just not the same interaction from a user standpoint from a, a business page versus a personal page. It's right, 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 It's just a different feel to it. It's not as simple in my mind, but, um, that could just be because it's in my mind that way. Yeah. Um, so, and, and honestly, I haven't noticed anything. I mean, I check it every once in a while, maybe, maybe once a month, just make sure somebody's somebody's not like talking trash about us, something like that. But I, other than that, I really don't go on social media at all. Like no Instagram, yeah. no Facebook.
1: And I think it's important. I, I don't think your, your people are spending a lot of time on there. And if they're on it, that's in their free time, as you say, when you're probably not open and yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to get in, in front of customers and in. And then find those things that they mention that, like, hey, I'm interested in this, or they show an interest in this, or they're wearing a shirt that day that says Daytona 500 or something like that, or just, you know, um, as the election comes up closer, there's going to be a lot of election-based things that, that are fun to do. Like, if you know, regardless of your own political alignments, if you can find out who they support and, like, get fun things that are, like... Oh yeah. Um like one one guy and I'm 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 not a political person like I I really I just watch it and think it's I think it's hilarious. But one guy's very much a uh, uh a current president supporter.
1: <laughs> you won't even say the name. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I just don't want to get involved in, the, in all the hate mail and stuff. So, um I got him this this mug. that says "liberal tears," like one of those Yeti mugs that's like etched out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's always talking about liberals and how sensitive <laughs> they are, and it's got "liberal tears" with a giant tear drop. But he just walks uh, around drinking uh, that all day, and people people think it's hilarious. But I have a friend in that
1: business. I am going to suggest that she probably wouldn't do it just because of the backlash. But well, to I, like that, I there, don't know. there's a market for it. There's a oh, market. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then his
0: uh, his office person uh she's she's amazing she kind of handles the whole business every time I go in there they are listening to Rush Limbaugh on volume like 85 out of 100 right so and it's it's not just like I go in there once or at the same time it's all day every day and it's just playing in the background and so I noticed that and she's not telling me hey I like Rush Limbaugh but I hear it in the background and so I I was like he must have some sort of like promo site or gift shop or whatever
1: so I jumped. He, up, jumped up. I, I listened to him back in the early '90s, like '90, '91, '92. I think it was a three-hour show, noon to three around here. I, I don't know what it's on anymore. I haven't listened in years, but
0: it seems like it's on eight hours a day over there. I, I don't know. I've gone at all different times a day. They're they're one of my biggest customers. So I got her this like gift set of like every single thing that I could think that she would be interested in from his gift shop, and wow. none of it's cheap. But yeah. her, her husband, who's a our FedEx driver, sometimes if he's on our route. He's like, you know, that was the nicest thing anyone's ever gotten her, including me, <laughs> you know? What
1: do you mean?
0: He's <laughs> like, there's nothing going on there, right? And I was like, no, 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 just, just thought she would like it. You know, it was, it was it was really funny, a funny interaction that I know she'll never forget. And she realizes it's like, you're basically saying, like, I see who you are and I want to acknowledge that. And uh, yeah. and I, I appreciate what you do for us. And this is my way of showing that. And so
1: There's a uh, look up a book called Giftology. Oh, yeah, Giftology. John, John Rulin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like you're doing his sort of stuff.
0: Yeah. But the, that's actually, yeah, I listened to a bunch of his podcasts and that's
1: kind of where I got it from. But um, if you could share a little bit about
0: uh, your experience with it.
1: Oh no, I just, I've read it. Uh, You know, I like the concept. It's more of the, uh, it's less about the talk triggers that everybody gets. It's more of the the Geary V model there.
0: Yeah, but he, he makes an interesting point that uh, you, he, he says you should invest, I think it's 5% of the net profits back into your customers. Okay, um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I took, I did two and a half percent with the Christmas cash, but okay. it's, uh, I think it's something that nobody does. I think it's, nobody's spending them. Nobody has a budget for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, uh, keep track of yeah. the people you gave the money to. And then in October run the numbers. So if your boss is, if you want to do it again, and sorry, if you want to do it again, in your bosses, and your boss is hemming and Hahn, let's compare apples to apples. You know, what did they buy in 2018 or no, 2019? And then, you know, we did this in December. What did they buy in 2020? Did they buy more? Did they buy X percent more? You know, so if you're if you're wanting to make an argument to let's do it again, see if there was any
0: ROI. Yeah, I think um, it's, it's something I have to look at. I, I know we're gonna do something again. We might just not do two months of sales. We might just make it one big month and see what people do. Um, mm-hmm. But, and then there's the whole like activation of the gift cards thing. Like I totally understand. Like it, it got out of control really quickly. Um, because you're not, it's not just the, the amount you spend on the gift card. Now you're spending $6 to activate each one. And there's so many of them. And people at Sam's club give me dirty looks, even when I still go back in there, because I, I would take up a like customer service person for like an hour. It was just like, oh, yeah. we're going to activate 30 gift cards. They hated me, <laughs> but, uh, They'd make I, a reservation next time. I mean, I would try to show up right, like right when they open, like eight o'clock in the morning before yeah. they even let the normal people go in there. Like it's only for business hours.
1: I got you.
0: But um, I think uh, that kind of it, it it sets you aside in the market. It, it makes you kind of, I don't know, like it's just so unusual that um, nobody else is doing that. Right. So to be front of mind, to be like on the on the tip of their tongue, to, to be somebody that they talk about. Um, that same customer with the liberal tears thing, he called me Saturday afternoon and said, hey, if you're not doing it tonight, it's my birthday. I'm having some friends over. Come on over.
1: Very nice.
0: Uh, and I went over yep. there expecting a big party and it was just this intimate group of people. And I was like, oh, yeah,
1: okay. I guess I'm part of that inner circle. Yep. Like, that's right. Uh, it was so, some thought went out, but go ahead. Um, yeah. Karen, darn it. I'll come back. That, that's all right. It happens. Um, so what do you got planned for this year? You're doing the 20. 20- oh, yes, I'm doing a podcast. All and, right. You know, I, uh, that's what I meant to say that there was, I read about some guy who does podcasts and he sends the, the guests gifts before the actual interview. Hmm. So he's not just lining up people. He sends them a water bottle and all that sort of stuff. And I thought I haven't gotten quite there yet. At this point, I'm just filling up the pipeline. Yeah. um, I thought that was an interesting way to stand out to, to send them gifts before the podcast. What's it going to be about? Mine is uh, I've already done, I've done 18 of them. 16 I call it BizTalk 518. It's just talking to local business owners in my area. BizTalk 518. BizTalk 518. I'm on Anchor is my primary source of that now. Anchor.fm. I don't know if you've ever heard of that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, um, and it, it's going fine. It's Right now, I'm as I tell people, the 100th will be better than the first. And I've done some in person, but most of them have been on the phone. And I'm tinkering with making the audio better. I've started calling in to um, using Skype into the recording service and using this microphone as opposed to just being on the phone. Right. So my, my end sounds better. I just have to figure out how to make them sound better. Yeah. So, but it's been a, a learning experience and I've enjoyed it so far. I mean, you mentioned
0: something there that the hundredth is going to be better than the first and that like literally the first episode of this podcast, I was using the wrong input on the recording app. And Uh so we were both holding microphones, talking into it, but it was only recording out of the little dot on your laptop. (laughs) And so my sound quality was great. And the other person's was just awful. And even mine was like not as good as it could have been because we're sitting there holding microphones, talking right into it, but really the the microphone's way over there and it's, it's just not meant for that environment. And, but I mean, that's, that's how you learn and grow and you realize that sucked and I don't want to have that happen again. So what can I do to, to hedge that and fix that? And right. Um, that's just how life is. That's how you grow and, and learn and develop. And, um,
1: so I, I, I say that a lot, just primarily to remind myself, not sure. <laughs> you know, when you listen back and you're, you you sound stilted or, or whatever, you know, you'll, you'll get better at it. And that's why, you know, right now I'll interview anybody with a pulse. Yeah. Well, maybe farther on, I can be more discerning, but right now, if you own a business in the capital district, I'll talk to you.
0: Well, I mean, that's, that's great. It's, it's super local. It, it gets you involved with, um,
1: really customers, potential customers, right? And clients yeah, exactly. yeah. And who, who they know, you know, if they're sharing it with their friends and their friend listens to it and um, see, here's my little ad on there. They might uh, get in touch. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, that's
0: kind of what it's all about is, is just the
1: networking part and getting out there. Well, that's a whole, there's a whole industry now of people who will, who use podcasts for lead generation and there are services that will do it for you. They run the whole thing. They set up the podcast, they record it, they, do the follow up to get them as clients, uh, that sort of thing. So, uh, podcasting as lead generation is very hot or, or will be soon.
0: Well, that brings me to my next point. Uh, do you need any electrical supplies for your home or office? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> that is my I, first first no of 2020. Uh, <laughs> first, no. I, I, first no. Yeah. <laughs> that's what this has all been about this whole time. <laughs> like, right. And right. you blew it. <laughs> this is over. <laughs> uh, I mean that is that is kind of it, right? There's like, um, you can make people feel like like they're a star or that they're, you know, people hear podcasts and they want to be involved in it. And mm-hmm. I have I have yet to bring customers on board to the podcast, but that's definitely the next step in oh. this. In this is, um, I want to hear their stories here because I love startup stories. Like one of the first when I go to a meeting with a customer, um, I'm interviewing them to see if they're a good fit for us. Not not just being like. Hey, we have all the best electrical supplies, and you know we best service. Blah blah blah. It's like I don't even know if this is a good customer. Like right, I, don't, right. I don't know anything about this guy. Does he pay well? Does he order properly? Is he always in emergency situations? Does he plan ahead? Uh-huh. What's he like as a person? You know. Um, so the best way to do that is to is to what's the saying? If you want to be interesting, be interested.
1: Right. It's far better to be interested than interesting.
0: Yeah, and it kind of it's it kind of works together, right? Like, it was a problem
1: for me because I'm very interesting. But anyway, <laughs> I, I <got> my best.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the startup story, and a lot of these guys have like really sometimes emotional startup stories that they don't share very often um, about you know their history with whether it's just like a really terrible job situation or family situation or drugs and alcohol, like, and they've come through it to become this you know big contractor that's created all these jobs in a local market and they're doing cool things and big projects and, yeah. um, and that lights them up and it gets me a better sense of who they are. Um, so I kind of want to capture some of that on, on this platform. And
1: that's what I do. Uh, I talk a little bit about the business at the beginning, but then I go back. Where were you born? What did your parents do? What were your hobbies? Yeah. I've now started asking people what they got on their SATs. What hmm. did you get on your SATs, Mike? Do you remember? I don't remember.
0: It wasn't great. It wasn't great. If I didn't, I graduated high school overseas and I had this really awesome essay because of that. But if I weren't for that, if, we, if it was just, I think I had a 3.009 GPA. Like I okay. just skated by um, high, school. high school. Yeah. Um, I had a straight A's once I hit my major. So in college, but um, no, man, maybe well back then it was out of 1600, right? So now yeah. it's changed.
1: I think, it, I don't know. I have to find somebody who's taken the SATs lately. But I've heard uh, it's out of like 2100 now or something like that. Yeah.
0: The scales yep, changed quite a bit. I, heard, I don't know how it works, but I got a
1: 1090 was mine way back when.
0: Yeah, I think I'm in like the 1100s, maybe 1200s, something like that.
1: Like I only took it twice. So, um, <laughs> so that's the kind of uh, cutting edge questions I ask. What did you get on your SATs? Most people don't remember or they claim not to remember but it's, I, it's a funny question, but hobbies and all, all that sort of stuff we talk about.
0: Well, and you're the, the principle of Ford, you know, family, occupation, recreation, and then dreams that that's a good framework for people to remember when they're doing sales is like, like start fleshing out who this person is. And and my boss is one of the best, best all time interviewers I've ever seen. Like the way he does. And, uh, especially outside salesperson, which is like one of the hardest positions that we hire. And it's like, because you never see him they're supposed to be out and about and like you really have a lot of faith and you're putting the face of your business in this guy and trusting that he's going to be working all day and stuff like that or girl or girl Mm -hmm. woman man woman (laughs) this person (laughs) this this human being hopefully for now um (laughs) and he's just really good at digging deep and figuring out who this person is so whenever i sit down on an interview with him i'm like man i feel like i know this guy really well now like yeah. So I'm always trying to learn that because he's asking like, are you a middle child? Do you have any brothers or sisters? Where'd you grow up? <laughs> he's got this yeah. gap on your resume. Tell me about that. And they're like, oh, you know, I was just doing some things like, okay, but what were the things you were actually doing in that time frame? You know, like he doesn't yeah. let him get away with it. Dig in deep.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I wish sometimes customers would bring you a resume, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. or maybe All you right. could help them build on as part well, of
1: it. That's the thing about nice thing about your barbecues is you can sort of build it on your own. You know, you just have to be keeping notes. Yeah. But you build a resume on your
0: own. Yeah. Well, one funny thing about being in a small community is some of the guys, some of the actual contractors, the electrician guys that, that work for contractors, the guys turn in the screwdriver in the field. Some of them don't have the ability to stay at one place for very long for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So we call it making the rounds. And I, I just imagine that there's one guy in particular, I'm not going to say his name. I imagine that in his living room he's got all the uniforms of all of the companies that he's worked at and he's trying to catch oh, them all, you know, like Pokemon. So yeah. he, he's just uh he's making the rounds, I and mean, when he gets to the end, he's just gonna start right back over. Yeah,
1: okay. Wow. And, you know, <laughs>
0: they leave for a lot of reasons, like a dollar more here, or the That's hours, true. or they didn't show up one day and just got fired or whatever. But um Wow. Definitely see like a little bit of a resume building there. You oh, know? Right, right. <laughs>
1: Six weeks here, two days there. Wow. And they know where they're eating on Friday anyway, regardless of what uniform they're wearing.
0: Yeah, so far we haven't had anybody be blatantly disrespectful about it. Like people that got out of the industry and then just came back in six months later because they were hungry and driving by. Like we we really, you know, knock on wood, we really have like an amazing customer base here and um,
1: they appreciate us and support us. That would be pictures of that would be good content for your social media. Yeah, you know, is there an issue with releases for that? I, I usually just ask them. Yeah, hey, can I, I use this on Facebook. And, you
0: know. Yeah, we have a sign when you walk in that you're you're on video and audio and stuff, and by yeah. walking in here, you consent to that. I just I'd hate to get the, somebody pushing back, and I guess if they ever said anything, I would just delete it. So. Right,
1: or just ask them ahead of that. Hey, can I put this on? And if they they told their wife they're going to the doctor, and not, <laughs> you know, so that might be a problem. So. That's why you definitely want to ask ahead of time,
0: but you're right. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm in right, witness right. protection. <laughs> so given what you know about my industry, is there any are there any tips and the fact that like managers and trainees are the people pro- primarily listen to this podcast um that are in electrical supply? Any mm-hmm. tips, strategies to close this out of like social media best practices and or real life tactics?
1: I think follow what you do, you know, have events. Um I don't know if you're into I mean, sounds like you have a, maybe sending a thank you note every time they do business with you isn't practical, but maybe something every day. If you're uh, teaming up with, you know, one of the things I like to do with my clients is have them team up together and collaborate. It's one of my themes for this year is collaboration. That's cool. So maybe you've got a favorite restaurant. Maybe they give you some gift certificates that you can hand out or send out to your customers. Um, Who else, you know? Uh, there are any any type of business tickets, um, bowling alleys, you know, any anything where nobody's going alone. So they give you a free admission to thing in the hopes that they bring somebody along. So hmm. collaborating with businesses, appreciation uh, events. Um, what's common in real estate is I love you a latte. So you call all your customers and say I'm going to be at this coffee shop on this date from X to Z. Come on over, I'll buy you a cup of coffee that gives you a chance to meet and uh, greet and talk to them without any sales pitch. You know, we're not uh, trying to sell you anything. We're just uh, want you to know, we appreciate your business and come on, we'll buy you a cup of coffee.
0: You know, I get those um, from my realtor. I get these, these postcards saying like, Hey, come to our customer appreciation thing. At, it's once a year. Usually it's right before the holidays. so We don't end up going, but That's I've true. actually never been like, uh, cause I, I think it'd be, I mean i like my real estate agent. She's cool, but like everybody else there like the only thing we have in common is we bought a house recently yes. so. have you heard from her since um no
1: yeah and so usually they'll send you some sort of market thing and you just sold the house so you really don't care what the market is and you're not going to care what the market is until you want it ready to sell right in five ten fifteen twenty years yeah what, what's really big um not really big i know a couple please people do it, real estate agents and insurance agencies in December, they'll have a, or November, they'll give away pumpkin pies or apple pies. Mm. Just bu- go to Costco or uh, any big store like that and buy 20, 50, hundred of these things and give them away. You got to come into the store or the office to get them, get your free pie. And then they take a picture and they've got a whole bunch of social media content. And um, they, some of them will do that on March 14th because it's, Three point one four. It's pie day. So come on into our yeah. office and get a pie. You know, so you know, that's something, you know, a simple event to have. And it gives you a reason again to contact your customers without trying to sell anything. And it's gonna remind people you're there. It's gonna get them talking about you to people around them. Hey, where'd you get this apple pie? All oh, my insurance agent got it. My electrical supply company gave it to me. You know, so it gets word of mouth going and it just reminds people you're there in a non-salesy way. I just looked it up. Unfortunately, this year it's on a Saturday, so oh, five, days. <laughs> five days on a Saturday.
0: We are okay. open Saturday, but not all the customers are open. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. But, you know, that's uh, that's one thing we talk about in sales meetings is like never just show up somewhere and just be like, hey, I'm here. Do you guys mm-hmm. uh, need electrical supplies? Like you should always have a reason to go there, whether it's a new flyer, a new product,
1: a new idea. Um, my, mother, my mother-in-law gave me this gift certificate I can't use. I figured you guys might be able to use it.
0: Yeah, like find some reason to to, to be there, and um, I started signing up for this uh, this new, uh, newsletter called the Friday Forward by Robert Glazer. Okay. Uh, they started as an internal thing that he would send his his employees, and they started forwarding it to everybody they knew. Wow. Um, so it became this like multi hundred thousand people read this email that he sends to his employees every Friday it's called The Friday Forward. And now he's got a podcast called Elevate where he reads this Friday forwards every two weeks. He reads two of them. Wow. Um, But one of them was, um, I have some over there, the the candy jar. So um, the candy jar method is you just get a candy jar. You put your logo on it. You can have somebody on Etsy do it for a lot of money or you can just get plastic or uh, clear glass ones and put your own logo on it with a sticker Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then you fill it up with candy and you bring it to your contractors and leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. And then your job now is to go back and fill the candy jar. And oh, apparently the guy who he heard it from uh, was doing this at a new home welcome center, like the model home. Mm-hmm. And he was selling uh, pool installations, like upgrades. So when people were coming in, they're looking at houses. Oh, we want to put it in a pool. Who do we go to? He was always happened to be there or like front of mind of like, oh, this is this is nice big candy jar with like deluxe candy. Don't put junk crap candy in there. Nobody likes that. But the good stuff. And right. it said, like, you know, Mark's custom pools or whatever it was. And um, he said it, that's his entire marketing budget was just like Costco wow. candy bags. But, um, I love that. Yeah. And it's, it gives you a reason to go back. And so I did it with a couple customers right around Halloween and the holidays. And I haven't been back and I'm kind of bummed about it. But um, <laughs> we were going through an insane amount of candy, Leo, like yeah. hund- hundreds of dollars a week in candy. I underestimated how much electricians we
1: eat. It seems to be a pattern. <laughs> yes, the food, right? Yeah, underestimated uh, all these expenses. Yes. Find corporate. Sp- got to find sponsors. Who else wants to m- meet these people? So you put two logos on the jar instead of just one. So what you're saying is
0: all my initiatives have been too successful. So.
1: Yeah, <laughs> are you able to track an ROI? You got to keep track of the companies. Are they ordering more now than before you started the initiative?
0: That's true. Um uh, I, I do so much stuff on good faith. I really do. Of just yeah, like know. it's just goodwill and um, if you don't get it from them, you'll get
1: it from somebody else. I, I I believe that too.
0: Yeah, and they I think they appreciate it. Um but uh Candy Jar in particular gives you a reason to go back and talk to people that maybe don't get spoken to all that often, like the person, the watchdog or whatever. It like now you want to talk to them, like now you're engaging with them instead of trying to avoid them to get to the boss or whatever.
1: Yeah. It's fun. You show up with a bag of Snickers and a bag of Almond Joy. Which one would you like today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we, you.
0: we, we experimented with that. And so if people are listening and they want to do it, have an extra candy jar and fill it up before you walk in and just, just do Indiana Jones it. You know what I mean? Oh, like,
1: wow. like, <laughs> otherwise,
0: good. otherwise you look really awkward trying to pour this into a jar and like it kind of spills all over the place and not, not the professional look that we've, and I learned that the hard way. So uh uh-huh. um it's just yeah so you learn what they like you can even take less list, like lists of like oh you guys are Reese's people cool I'll make sure we
1: you're right you're put, right put more and in. maybe have a different looking jar every week so it looks different to them because like it's blindness we don't see it after a while but if it's new every week or every two weeks or whatever
0: yeah and the only issue I have with all that is the whole like you know, overweight in America and diabetes oh, and all that yeah. stuff. That's the only so we we put we threw in some fruit snacks. Just I know they're <laughs> not really fruit, but just in case. Like just well, I was
1: say if you if you left carrots in there it'd be full the next time you went back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be no reason to go back. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but no, I mean things like that, like something recurring that is um that that still adds value and gets you gets you in the door for a reason and also like it's an instant talking point that's fun and different and breaks up the person's day.
1: Right. Right. Now it's a go- it breaks John Rulin's rule of it should be their logo, but that's all right. I like your way better.
0: Yes. Um, that's a very good point. And so when I, I, I listen to him and, and so when I do things like a, a customer says like, Oh, you know, we just, we want to get shirts, but we don't know how to do it or whatever. I will just go get him shirts with his logo on it. and, I won't slap ours on there. And he really changed my mind about the way that we do our own internal shirts that we just give out to customers. Uh-huh. It used to be all about CED, blah, blah, blah. And now we, the CED is almost like an accent piece to what the shirt says. So th- this whole thing is like, uh, I don't know if, if people are familiar with this, but it's the electrician king of trades logo. Uh-huh. So we made the shirts instead of being about CED, we made them about the contractor, like make him about, make them about the person wearing the shirt that's going to be walking around with it all day. And so it's like an homage to the contractor saying like, Oh, you are the king of trades. And then on okay. on the back, something small, something discreet, it says like, Oh, CED, you know? Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: I think a lot of companies make that mistake of, of giving out things like swag that nobody wants and
1: nobody will ever wear. Right. Um, or cheap swag that they just throw away because it breaks 10 minutes after you use
0: it. Yeah. You hand me a hundred percent cotton shirt and it's probably an XL and I wear small non-cotton shirts And I don't like, you know, whatever this company, I don't even do business with this company. Like you just wasted $6 on a shirt, you know what I mean? Like that's going in the garbage or goodwill.
1: Do you ever do trade shows?
0: Uh, We do a big one in um, once a year for our vendors, put one on for us, I guess is the way, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. There's a great uh, example of what to have at a trade show table. There was a couple of guys that went to a show in New York city, I think it was, and they didn't have any money for any of the swag. To give away. So what they did is they just bought, went to the bank got $301 bills and fanned them out on the table. And their sign said, are you leaving money on the table with whatever it was? Awesome. And everybody came over to their table to find out what the hell was going on. Are you handing it out? Or is it free samples? You know, that type <laughs> of stuff. And at, at the end of the thing, they took the 300 bucks back, put it in the bank, and they said it was the best $300 we never spent. Oh, so, they didn't give it away? No, no, no. It was just to get the conversation going. Wow. Interesting. I tell them, anytime I hear that you're at a trade show or you got some sort of booth somewhere, I tell that story because I, I want people to to do that. Because, you know, you've been to these, at least at the county fair, if you go down into the buildings, you'll see these people sitting at tables selling windows or painting or whatever. And they're always sitting on their phone praying that nobody comes up to them. Right. But if there was a table full of money, I would walk up to them. <laughs> you know, I think most people would. So oh. if you if you want to get conversations going... You know, go go to the bank get a bunch of ones and put them on your table
0: i'm going to the ucf career fair next week it's a huge event and it's, um and we see the same thing especially with our com- competitors like again i won't say their name but uh we've been there and, and, and like we like to set the table up so that we have to stand in front of it and so we're out yes. in the aisles and stuff yes and yep. one time we were directly across from our number one competitor in 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 florida and they were set up well behind the table with their laptops up on the table and their phones out. And like the uh, amount of traffic we had midway through the show versus what they had, it was like, had to have been 10 to one. Cause yeah yeah we're yeah. out there engaging with people and like, you know, we're not a sexy company that people are aware of. We have to sell this. We have to inform people. We have to engage with them. Um, mm-hmm. That's literally how I got the job to begin with was at a, at a career fair. Somebody stopped me in my tracks and said, because they were bored, they didn't have anybody in front of them. And they were like, you could be a possible candidate. And
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, when you've got money on the table, you're going to be more aware, just so, so people aren't stealing it on you. So
0: that's true. You have to be alert and on your toes and ready to ready to react.
1: So if you can use that idea, send me a picture of your table with money on it. That'd be fun to see.
0: I got to run it by my division recruiter, Let's see what she says. But I I do like it. It's definitely original. Yeah.
1: Um, or do you, have, do you have a? Is there a state lottery in Florida? Yeah. Yeah. With dollar, dollar scratch offs, you have all those. Sure. Yeah. Or Powerballs. Or...
0: Buy a hundred of those and
1: put them on your table and. And uh, you don't have to give them out there. You could send them as in thank you notes or whatever, but at least have them on your table there. And Maybe they have to do something to earn one.
0: Well, we do go back the very next day and do the on-site interviews and stuff. So okay. we could use that as a hook, you know, they, but then if they win, they're not going to come work for us. So. Uh, well,
1: I never give away. It's funny. <laughs> I always do the dollar scratchers. Yeah. And it's really the 20, 25,000 is maybe the top prize. It would kill me to give away a lottery ticket that wins millions. <laughs> you know, so I never, I, when I give away lottery tickets, I always, it's always a limited prize. I've never, never given away a Powerball because, uh, well, great. He won 150 million and I get bupkis. I think but, they would give you something though. I don't don't I you would, think? Like a finder's fee or. Exactly. But I don't, I don't want to end up in court. I have a, I have a page I call Find a 20. It's a Facebook page where I hide $20 bills around the capital district. Oh, that's awesome. And, um, Sometimes when there's a really huge lottery, like the last time it was a it was a billion dollars. Yeah, I remember that. I went on and I bought one, bought a ticket, and I went onto my Facebook page and I said, Listen, if I'm the only winner of this billion dollar Powerball, I will give twenty members of fans of my Facebook page a million dollars. Just like and comment. What what would you do with that million dollars? So of course you get hundreds of entries. Wow. I I did that on three of my Facebook pages and I, I knew that if I'd ever won the legal bills would be huge from people who said, I didn't see it. I didn't get a chance to answer, enter, you know, but it was fun to do. And it was, uh, yeah. Uh, got some action going on the Facebook page. And you didn't give them any of it. <laughs> I didn't win. <laughs> yeah, it was fun.
0: yeah. Well, Hey, I really appreciate your time. And, uh, I hope that uh, we can continue this conversation and, and c- sure. catch up with you when you're, you know, at the end of your 2020, 2020 nose. Um,
1: Well, maybe we'll catch up before then. And uh, I always like talking to people who are actually out there doing stuff, doing interesting stuff, appreciating your customers and putting on events and stuff like that. So uh, I enjoy the opportunity to talk again. Sure.
0: It's a lot of work. You know, there's no other way around it. You have to spend a lot of time thinking about what it's like to be that customer and what their day is like and what their morning looks like before you see them. Like we see them for 15 minutes a day, maybe walking through the front door on the phone. but.
1: How many employees do you have that work at your location? Uh, 10-ish. Do you, have them, do you have them listening for you? Hey, this person had an operation, you know, so you're knowing the stories that you can't hear personally?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's some of that going on for sure. Like, we're a very tight community, so when something happens, people know about it pretty quickly
1: and yeah. gossip about it and all that. But uh, Having a baby, so-and-so just had a baby, you know. This, this person that works for you was talking to a customer and they just had a baby. You know, let's send them something.
0: I should make a bigger point of making sure that we are communicating that or, or empowering them to be able to make decisions to to do something about it as they see um, fit.
1: You know, there's the Ritz-Carlton, I think it is. They, at least in the book I was reading, I don't know if they still do it. They empower their employees to uh, They give them $2,000 to solve any problem. So if the problem is less than two thousand dollars, they they can solve it themselves. They don't have to go up the ladder. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was an interesting.
0: I think Tim Ferriss did something similar because he got so sick of people calling him about fifteen, twenty dollar, fifty dollar problem. He had he had different thresholds. Like yeah, if it's yeah. a fifty dollar problem, you don't call me. You call this other person and ask them. And if it's a two hundred dollar problem, then you call me. But yeah, yeah. Um, that, that definitely takes a lot of pressure off of you. Like. Yeah, It just happened today. We we asked a vendor to bill us on our UPS account, and they didn't. They shipped it on their UPS account and charged us. And somebody asked me, like, what do we do? Do we bill? we ask for the money back or whatever? And I was like, what's the spread here? Like, we're, for, we're talking about $4 now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: like why are we yeah. – we just lost it talking about it, you know? Do you, have a, uh, do you have an arrangement with any sort of local florist? You can send flowers for babies and birthdays and
0: – no, that's that's another thing and, and thank you. That's another thing I've been meaning to to brush up on is, is I would just probably go online and order and that doesn't help local businesses as much as I would right.
1: and if you're if you have a Facebook, you know, Facebook friends, just go on there and say, Hey, I'm looking to work with a local florist. Any who does anybody recommend if you don't know anybody or haven't used anybody? And someone would be like, Oh,
0: my mom does it or something like that. So it's good. Exactly. It's good. It's good info. Well, I appreciate it, Leo. Um Enjoy the rest of your day. Sorry about the snowfall up there in New York. That's
1: okay. I know it wasn't your fault this time. (laughs)
0: Feel free to come down and visit whenever you want to get out of there. (laughs) All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.